Blog Talk Radio. Quiet, please. with filmmakers where we discuss everything film and television. Here on Movie Beat, you learn what to do and what not to do when it comes to making movies and TV. We will talk to everyone behind the scenes and in front of the camera, and I'll provide you with guests and the information you're going to want to have, whether you're a filmmaker or a fan. And so now let's move behind the scenes here at Movie Beat. First, let me tell you that the chat room is open. So if you're listening live, you can tune into the chat room, uh, ask questions of my guests. We'll try and ask, ask, ask and answer those live on the air. And my guest tonight is Mr. Paul Weber. He's a casting director with MGM Studios. I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, more about him in just a moment. But we're thrilled to have Mr. Weber here with us tonight. He's going to share insights, tips, and suggestions about uh, making it as an actor in Hollywood or elsewhere, uh, TV or movies, you know, uh, career advice. So uh, you're going to want to uh, listen and you're going to want to apply the advice. Um, first, I want to thank all my listeners and readers for tuning in and for spreading the word about Movie Beat to your friends and your industry connections. I want to thank you for your emails, your phone calls, your feedback and your support. The official website for Rex Sykes Movie Beat is rexsykes.com. That's my name. It's R-E-X-S-I-K-E-S.com. And when you go there, you can subscribe to the website. You can click on the RSS uh, button, the feed button right there at the welcome page, and you will always be updated to changes in articles, casting information, crew listings, uh, hot events around the world, uh, and uh, and these interviews. All of these interviews are, can be listened to live right there from RexSykes.com, as well as archived. Anytime the interview is concluded, they have been recorded, they are archived, they're archived right there at Rex Sykes Movie Beat. They're also available as podcasts at the iTunes Store, the show is Rex Sykes Movie Beat, as well as on Blog Talk Radio. So you've got three different places to listen from or to the show. Uh, and so use it, because Movie Beat is really designed to be a resource for you, and that is why I connect you up with professionals like Paul Weber who are making it happen. And so... Uh, why don't you do this? Right now, reach out, touch someone, call them, email them, look at them across the room and say, come here, I want you to hear this, and uh, get them to tune into the show and, uh, and, and, and to uh, benefit from the uh, wealth of advice that, that is forthcoming. So, uh, and, and by the way, when you are listening live, you can rate the show, you can uh, make it a favorite, you can review it, you know, leave comments, you can uh, uh, follow us, so do that. Um, and uh, that helps spread the word to other people. When you listen to this as a podcast, uh, if you rate the show, it makes it more popular, other people can find out about it. All right, well, without further ado, I want to bring in um, uh, my guest, but first let me tell you a little bit about him, Paul Weber. He's a Casting Society of America. He's presently the in-house casting director for MGM Worldwide Television and the MGM Feature Casting Consultant, as well as an independent casting director. MGM features in development or release include Fame, Hot Tub, Time Machine, starring John Cusack, 
Joss Whedon's Cable in the Woods 3D, and The Hobbit, directed by Peter Jackson. His MTM, I'm sorry, his MGM television credits include Dead Like Me for Showtime and the immensely popular Stargate franchise for the Sci-Fi Network. Recent MGM home entertainment movies include Picture This, starring Ashley Teasdale, uh, Legally Blonde, War Games 2, and Into the Blue 2, as well as The Initiation of Sarah, The Cutting Edge for ABC Family. Lifetime credits include The Haunting on Sorority Row, uh, the pilot for Flashpoint for CBS, and Spartacus Gods of the Arena for stars. There's so much more that he does. He also conducts cold reading scene study workshops worldwide. His intensives are designed for actors 10 and older. His workshops focus on personal direction and guidance that will give the actor insight into the cold reading process, help the actor develop audition and marketing skills, and prepare the actor for a successful career in the industry. And as an instructor, he's taught the popular class, the working actor, get the audition book, uh, get the audition and book the job at UCLA. And so without any further ado, let me welcome Mr. Paul Weber. Paul, how are you doing tonight? Hi, Rex. Thank you. Nice introduction. Good. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> That's all right, man. You're well. You're a busy guy, and you've done a lot. And uh, and uh, our guests are listening in, either live or or they will be archived. Could you tell us a little bit more about you and how you got how you got involved, both acting as, and as a casting director, and uh, and the other things that you do? Well, I think like like many of us in casting, uh, a lot of us come from an acting background. Uh-huh. I think we were attracted to the profession. Uh, growing up, and um, were influenced by you know film and television and theater, and um, I, I was one of those guys who grew up really loving um, uh, theater, and and the the acting um, industry sort of called to me at that point, and went to train and studied and did all the things I was supposed to do, and um, and eventually made it out to Los Angeles after having a, a repertory theater career uh, very early in my right after school, right after my uh, my training, and found myself in Los Angeles and began to apply uh, a lot of the things and uh, techniques and training that I'd picked up as an actor uh, as I began to slowly transition into directing and casting and found myself just as passionate about um, working on really the other side of the camera as I had been working um, on stage and in front of the camera. Um, so, uh, it was a relatively, uh, seamless transition for me, uh, when I got down here, uh, and, um, and I've been doing it ever since. Uh, that's fabulous. You know, I found, uh, let me ask you this. I found when I was a young person as an actor or a young actor, all I wanted to do was act. And if somebody asked, and I did, and I worked production and I worked behind the scenes, but I, I almost hated it because I would look at people and I'd go, I should be there, or I want to be there, or I could have done that better. But as I got older, and I think more mature, um, that happened less. I mean, I was I was less critical of the people in front of me. If I were behind the camera, I was more intrigued in, in the in the process of how it came together. So that by now, at, at my age now, I love both. I love being behind the camera because it it is watching something unfold and come together, and and you get all sorts of different problems. It's different than the acting challenges. But I mean, I, I really have found that I don't care. I'm happy wherever I am. <laughs> I could be pulling cables, and I'm still happy. You know well, you're I mean? right. I, 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 I remember coming into this business and not even sure what a casting director did. So, as an actor, I think a lot of us aren't even uh, a lot of people out there don't really know what a casting director 
does. And I think it, it's something you certainly don't go to school for uh, or get a degree in. It's something you sort of learn in the in the field and in the trenches out there. And and that's what I think a lot of us discover as we as we have our early dreams and. Uh, if acting is one of them, uh, you you want to pursue that, and then all of a sudden you you know you keep opening these doors, and I think some of the most talented, interesting people in this town have been or still are actors. However, they they do other things. They write, they produce, they direct, um, they uh, they develop their own projects in, in a way that wasn't really even possible years ago, because the internet now and uh, the digital technology we have at our fingertips makes it so much easier for people to be creative out there. Um, and, and, uh, it's, it's an interesting process. I remember, and I'm, I, gosh, I don't want to name drop, although it's always kind of fun. Go to, ahead. I, I remember when I first moved out here, I, uh, I, I spoke with someone that I, uh, that I've held in very high regard. Um, he was a music man and he still is uh, one of the best out there. His name is Clive Davis. And oh. he became a, a bit of a mentor to me, to me at the time, and and he, he asked me, "Well, Paul, what are you good at?" And I was doing a lot. I was location scouting. I was a production assistant. I was casting. I was still acting. I was, uh, you know, traveling, doing theater. Um, I was bartending. I was doing ever anything I could to sort of make a living and, and get a bit of a toehold in the business. And uh, I told him all that, and he said, "Well, are you any good at any of them?" And I said, yeah, I think I'm pretty good at a lot of them. Uh, and I'd been casting for a little while, maybe a year or two. And he said, is there something now that really you feel really passionate about that, that you could commit to? Pick one. And I thought about that. And I thought about it. And he said, you know, because I was a lawyer for Columbia Records, but my passion was music. Uh, and when I decided that's what I wanted to do, that's what I did. And I thought, you know, coming from your mom or dad, you'd hear that and go, yeah, yeah, mom, dad, I, I, yeah, I hear that. Coming from someone like that, it made me really pause and think, well, okay, you know, I really like this casting profession. I really like working with actors, having been an actor. I think I understand that process. Um, I, I know how I believe to get the best work out of them in, in the audition room. And I was just developing at that point too, but instinctively I thought, I could do this. So once I made up my mind to do that, it's interesting how it just began to happen very shortly after that because I just decided to pick one instead of trying to do so many things. And when you're young and you're starting out, you want to try a bunch of different things. But at a certain point, you got to pick one. And then, then it allows you, after you've gotten good at what you're doing, then it allows you to branch out and do some other things as well too. But you know, I'm, I'm glad I listened to his words of advice and, and that I took them. That's very cool. That's that's very cool. Um, I, you know, personally, I have no problem demonstrating how stupid I've been in my life, and so I'm going to share something with you and the and the listeners. I may have shared. Some oh, I, I could probably top that. <laughs> <laughs> you first. I doubt it. I doubt it. But he'll do this. But you know, when 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 I was a young actor in Hollywood, and again, whenever I say young, I don't necessarily. Mean, I was chronologically young, but I mean, I, I mean, people can be young in the business as well as as aged. You know, they can be seventy and still start an acting career. Um, sure. But when I was young in the business, um, and, and I'm glad to have you here because because I, you, we were talking about a lot of people don't know what casting directors do, and I, and I hope we can have you demystify the process. But there were casting directors that. Um, 
that I liked. There were people who I met, and I thought, these are cool people, and I like them. There were casting directors whom I hated. I just thought that they were either brutal, or they didn't like me, or they didn't understand me, or they didn't care, or whatever. Um, so, But they were they were those people over there. They were the gatekeepers. They were the ones who I either had to kind of impress to get in, or I felt I didn't have a chance with. If ever I could go around them or circumvent them, I would do it, because you know, but but and I say because I was stupid because I didn't realize that that the people like yourself, you said you know you're an actor and you're casting, and so I suspect that you understand more than many people or than many actors do what it's like for an actor to come and see a casting director because you've been in both places, and 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 yet a lot of actors aren't in both places. So so. I I always used to think it was us against them, and I talked to actors, and they seem to sometimes have this same kind of thing. I talked to casting directors who say, God, you know, I love actors. So could you kind of shed light on this for the people who out there who may have been as... um, as idiotic as I think I Well, no, it's a really... it's It's a... such a personal business it's you're so vulnerable when you when you put yourself out there like actors have to do um and it's i i went through the same thing when i was an actor uh part of my decision when i decided to go into casting was i said to myself i'm i'm not going to be the kind of casting director that is rude and impatient although we can all be a bit impatient but uh, and and um disrespectful of actors um because it doesn't make me feel good when i get that vibe from a casting person or anybody and and of course having been in it now i realize what kind of pressure casting is under and that occasionally we don't have our best days and that actors tend to take that extremely personally and think it's about them and many times it's not it's just what we're going through and it's no reflection on you however you can't help but be affected by it so if anything i try to make the temperature in the room just a little cooler for for actors so it doesn't feel well or warmer for actors so it doesn't feel like um there's so much pressure and that they they take what comes to be so much rejection anytime anyway um so personally so I, I get your your feeling, and I think any actor has had those experiences before. And um, if anything, I try to minimize that, uh, having gone through that myself. I don't know if that answered well, your question. No, yeah, it does. But and let me ask you this as a follow up. Um, you know, it is said, you know, that you only have one opportunity to make a first impression, and first impressions are often made in seconds, not in minutes or hours. You know, and so in the business world, they tell everybody to rehearse their elevator speech. So, you know, what is that? Well, so that you can describe your what you do in 30 seconds to somebody else who might be, you know, a potential client or customer or in the position to hire you. Um, but acting, certainly, uh, it does seem to be in the interview or the audition process, you've got a few moments to kind of make it happen, you know, I mean, to... You know, and, and that, that may vary, but, I mean, it, you know, uh, it's not like... Uh, if you're doing a play and you're out on stage and somebody sees you, you know, and you've had an hour, you know, of of, of uh, theater time or screen time somewhere, um, so there's a lot of pressure, you know, for this person walking into the office to 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 pick up their sides or memorize, you know, their lines and and then deliver on the spot. Um, 
but that's the business, and some people do it exceptionally well, and other people, like myself, was pretty crappy at it. So, what can you can you give us any kind of insight into um, what is the difference? Um, what maybe the actor needs to know, or 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 so that they can relax? Because I always look at it as you know, if I don't get this job, I don't pay my rent, or I don't get to eat, or you know, I mean, there was so much writing on it versus just coming in and having a good time and and, and that's right and and as much as you can do that because chances are you're not going to get the job really one person right. gets that job um your job is to audition and audition as well as you can with as much confidence with as much uh sense of self and preparation and grace as you can enjoy the process although a lot of actors don't enjoy the audition process it makes them so nervous they get in their own heads they get in their own way um think of it this way is when you walk into the room there's a reason why we're seeing you so even mm-hmm. though you're you look around the room and you think well there are a lot of me's out there sitting around or there's no one that looks like me so what am i doing here we're making time to see you. So take take the power, walk into the room with a, with a sense of confidence and realize that, you know what, they're giving me five minutes. They're taking time out of their schedule to see me. So why don't I own that part while I'm in the room? And the part is yours to lose while you're there. Wow. It's yours. The part is yours when you, while you're auditioning. Now, you may walk in and... All of a sudden, there seems to be a sense of disappointment because maybe you don't look like your picture. Maybe you're heavier uh-huh. than we thought you were. Maybe the touch-ups on the pictures certainly don't translate to the real, you know, flesh and blood human being that walks in. Maybe uh, you don't sound like what we thought you might sound like. Maybe in that day or two before, we have changed the idea of what the role is going to be, and it's no longer you. Maybe we're going ethnic on it. And you're not the right ethnicity. There are any number of reasons why you won't be the guy or the girl for the role, but that's no excuse not to give a really good audition. And and you've got to just sort of you've got to overcome whatever um what whatever vibe you get from casting or producers or directors. Uh again, much of it doesn't reflect directly on you as a talent. It could be any number of things. We're running late. We haven't found the guy or girl yet. You don't seem to be quite that person. However, if you impress us as an actor when you walk in the room with with a sense of of self and confidence and the preparation that that you have you have come into the room with, um, then we can't help but respect you as an actor. And I can't tell you how many times actors have come in. They weren't the guy or the girl. However, my notes would be bring them back for something else. Wow, cool. Uh, so, cool. so think of it that way because you know you don't have a lot of control over over what happens uh, after you leave the room. The only the only control you have is is what you do in the room, and you've got to overcome whatever obstacles. You've got to develop a thick skin. You've got to have a really thin skin as an artist to be able to create and 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 have access to your emotion emotions and vulnerability um which is what we really crave in that room to see a real human being however as a as a business actor as someone in this business you need to be able to develop uh, a really strong tough skin and not try not to take uh, a lot of this personally because a lot of it just doesn't have to do with you it has to do with what 
what we may be looking for um, that has to do with with an archetype or a, or a type that that just isn't you at that moment. So it's tricky, and it's it's also um, it's also a balancing act, and it's also acting. You know, you are you when you walk into the audition room, when you say hello, and you be really nice to our assistants and interns, and you're polite and you're respectful, and then you walk in that room and you bump it up just a little bit more and you light up the room with your personality because usually we are running late and maybe we're not in the best mood. And when an actor comes in and has a great smile and has a great attitude and really wants to be there, we can't help but be affected by that. And then you have to shift shift gears again when you start to audition for the role. You take a beat, you do whatever preparation you need in a in a in a beat or two, and then you um you become that actor. You become that that character for that period of time, so it's it's a uh, it's great. But where else can you do that? I mean, what other business can you can right. you have that kind of you know experience? You know, there are so many things about what you just said that I love, and I'm going to try and pick out a few of them. But I, and I won't get all of them because then I'd be saying everything you said all over again. But. Um, uh, you know, it, 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 the first thing that that uh, caught my attention was the notion of passion. You know, and having passion, and then and then coming into the room and owning the room that that they were being seen for a reason. I think that I mean, I wish that that this is the kind of advice that I would have wished that I would have had when I was eighteen, nineteen years old, or Me even too. twenty-five years old. Me too. Um, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was it, that was fantastic because. Um, you know, it, it. I don't think it ever occurred to me that they were actually making time for me. I figured somehow my agent got me in there, and you know, uh, and they were willing to see me. But I never, I never understood it the way you just articulated it. You know, that somebody is making time. You know, and maybe, maybe it's because of my headshot, or maybe it was because of this or that. But, but you made time so that you should own that time. And, um, uh, you know, the other thing that I really I mean, there's so many, but but one of the other things that I love was one of the final points you said about lighting up the room and being pleasant with the person in the outer room, but then coming in and 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 turning it on, you know, as the personality. I have I have now since kind of made a study of people and 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 actors who seem to have careers like Willem Dafoe or and God forgive me, I can't think of the guy's name who's on Lights Out. Um, the actor plays the boxer. Um, oh. It, 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 but anyway, um, and some of these guys, and, and the thing is this, is that um, when I was an actor, I mean, the, the thing was everybody tried to be Dean or Brando or, or whatever. And, and I've often used this story, and I've even said it on the air, that, that I heard someone once say that they cast uh, Tommy Lee Jones in the Gary Gilmore story because he, he was so effervescent, he was so charming, he was so dynamic. Now, I look at Tommy Lee Jones, I like him as an actor, I would never have used those words to characterize him. And I would never have used those words to characterize someone like Willem Dafoe. Uh, I think he's a great actor. You know, he can play dark, he can play heavy, you know, all this stuff. But I've never ever thought of him as, as anything but a good actor. But I got the opportunity to be around him and hang out with him a little bit and also watch him work a room. By working a room, I mean he was just sitting at a table in the, in the, in the hotel with the press around him. And this guy lit up the place. He was smiling. He was charming. He was witty. He was funny. And the same thing goes with the guy who I was just describing, the, the guy from Lights Out. He plays this brooding boxer with all this down-and-out stuff. Occasionally you see him smile. 
But I watched him in an interview, and I just went, God, this guy is charming. I mean, he, they, both of these characters are, are the actors are people who I'm intrigued to watch while they just talk about whatever they're talking about. Well, actors, good actors tend to be really interesting people. You know, they tend to have a wide range of experience. They have some sort of knowledge of history and art and music and literature. That's why I always tell actors, you know, uh, just don't take acting classes. You know, take some life classes. Learn about Uh the world. And if... uh, I came out to L.A. when I was 18. I quit my first year of high school or college uh, to come out here and try to make it. And it was a... In retrospect, it was a great learning experience, but probably a mistake. So I didn't really have the education, the experience, the uh, the maturity, um, and and sort of the the, the skills and uh, education that you can get from from going to school. Uh, I didn't bring much of that with me, and and I really uh, encourage actors to to really get a lot of experience. Um, a lot of education and 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 to learn as much about the world as possible. You know, interesting actors are interesting people to talk to, and they bring all of that passion of of the world um, with them into into a role. And uh, you know, that's that's maybe what you're talking about too. Is is these are actors who are uh, you know intelligent um, men and women of the world, and um, they're interesting people to listen to and be around. At the same time, um, you know, I'm sorry to interrupt. At the same time, you know, I've met some very, very shy actors who are brilliant. I've met some really, really shy people who are not great auditioners. Uh, You know, it was always mentioned that Dustin Hoffman was not a great auditioner. It's hard, sort of hard to believe. Um, But but you know, a lot of these actors, when they were younger, they they had trouble auditioning in the room. I think it's only a testament to their amazing skill and talent that they were able to overcome that and create a career i wouldn't recommend that for everybody i recommend that you know a lot of uh, a lot of us a lot of actors uh have some talent and some range that they continue to grow and develop with but uh unless you can be your very best in an audition uh we you may never get the chance you can't just count on being a de niro or a hoffman or a brando and being able to sort of brood your way um, through an audition and get hired in spite of it. You need to do everything you can to develop your audition skills for the talent that you do possess so that we we recognize you not only as people and personalities um, as well as your talent. Well, and that was one of the other things that I love that you said. You said your job is to audition, and I wish, again, as a kid, that I would have, thought of it that way. I always thought my job was to act in a movie or in a play or on TV, not that my job was to audition. And I think that just knowing that, that makes such a crucial difference because um, that gives you something you can focus on. You know, you can say, okay, I, I need to hone these skills. I need to work on my people skills, my conversation skills. I need to learn how to smile and have eye contact, or I need to learn how to, you know, sight read or, or memorize. You know, it, it gives a very kind of, uh, I think, a, a good focus for the actor to go, my job is, is to do the best job I can in the amount of time that I got. They've made time to see me, now. That, and, and you said, and then own it. And and uh, and I, I can't tell you how I think that is just absolutely crucial, critical advice for people to have um, any time in their career. Because yeah, and then when you leave I, the room too, Rex, that's the other thing that a lot of actors get 
get so much in their heads, maybe because they don't get a chance to audition enough, um, but they leave the room and, you know, God forbid you hear us say the word, that was great, which uh-huh. I try to temper because I try not to say that too often because uh-huh. what I find is is I'll say, oh, that was great, and they'll leave the room and great will become, oh, my God, I must be getting a call back. Oh, my right. God, they loved me. They loved me. They loved my work. I, I'm sure I'll get a call. My agent will be calling me. I'll either get a straight offer or I'll get the call back. And all we meant to say is thank you. <laughs> so, you know, leave the room. Um, don't give it too much more thought. If you felt you did a really good job, then leave it at that and say, you know, it's sort of up to the gods out there. Casting uh, is a, is strange and 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 you know sort of ethereal thing you never quite know if you're going to be the guy or the girl based on all the things we talked about before but if you leave feeling good about what you did that's 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 a job well done and then go off and go to your next audition or go home and well go home and pet something i think that <laughs> I, I don't know it's a euphemism for just about anything you want to use it yeah, for but okay. but have something to go home to have a have uh, you know your family your friends hobbies so that it just doesn't become about the desperation of of that audition. And hopefully you'll have another audition, you let it go. And, you know, I think if you go in with that attitude every time, you will eventually, if you persevere, start booking. Well, let me ask you this, and and um, and, and that is, uh, there are those. I mean, I just, I just recently around uh, a few actors who, Every almost every day they've got an audition. You know they're they're going out sometimes multiple times a day. You know and and their week is filled with auditions, um, and whether they're booking or not, but they're but they're getting auditions. And then there's the person that gets a, you know an audition quarterly or twice a year. Mm-hmm. You know obviously the more you audition, the better you get. Hopefully the better you get at auditioning, right. and the more expertise. But what do you say to the person who has two auditions a year? Um, give it up? I mean in other words. You know, it's, it's it's like and 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 the lead into this, I guess, is actually there. What are some of the reasons why people don't get roles? I mean, they could be a great actor and not get it, or they could not be right for you know. I mean, I want to let you answer, but you know, I, I think that might also help people understand that they have to be able to let it go when they leave the room, because there's it's it's now outside of their control. You know, they did what they could inside the room, as you mentioned, and now they should just go live their life. But Yeah, you know, I wish I had, like, the answer for that. I- I've never told anyone they should leave the business. I wouldn't have appreciated if anyone told me to do that. Um, and how do we know? You know, there's so many stories of actors. It's very subjective. There's so many stories of of, of actors who... who uh, you know the Sylvester Stallones of the world and Chaz Palminteri's and all the, those actors out there who who were always told to go away and they persevered and they were able to cre- create uh, terrific um, careers for themselves in spite of what people told them they could or couldn't do. And if you're influenced by what people say that you you shouldn't be in this business, you, maybe you shouldn't be. If you take that advice, I think at a certain point you reach a, a point in your career where you say. You know what? I'm I'm only getting two auditions a year. I'm not being. This is not as gratifying as I'd hoped it would be. I I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. I've tried to do everything I could. You know, I'm I've been writing more recently. I've been deciding. I've decided I want to produce something. I've decided I I want to direct now. And then all of a sudden, your 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 passions end up taking you in down a different road. And that's perfectly 
um, you know, that's life, and that's that's I think uh, that's 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 a perfect route to take at that time, and 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 it's something you should listen to. But um, if this is something you want to do more than anything else, it it it's all a combination, I think, of of preparation and perseverance and timing and luck and talent and looks and it's subjective and I think you just have to continue to to push forward as long as you feel that this is something you want to do more than anything else in the world. I mean there's a reason why so many people want to do this. You know, it's a creative, fun, you know, exciting adventure of a profession. Um but uh, but you know it's also a life full of frustration and rejection and disappointment um but there are so many great rewards but with rewards come great risk too right. and you just have to be willing to take that on and realize that it's just not all fun that it's a lot of work and uh so many people want to do this uh for that reason well, so much of what I like about what you have said too is is and and again I, I use myself as an example. You know, I thought oh, I was just this great creative guy, and I may or may not have been, but the, but the point is I thought that, but I, I knew nothing about the reality of the business side of it. You know, the you know meeting people, having rapport, uh, being able to audition, um, you know, and and just having a, a business sense or uh, the idea that this was. You know, we all talked about having careers, but I think what we saw was the end result, you know, uh, somebody accepting an Oscar or being up on the screen. But we didn't really have a game plan or a how-to or what steps do we take to get there. Yeah, we, we could do we could do plays, we could audition, we could do, uh, you know, uh, try and do whatever. But, you know, it never came down to, you know, um, it, at least when I was growing up through it, it, nobody ever said, you know, create a business plan and figure out how you're going to do it and, and these are the skills you're going to need. And you know, if I were to if I were to work in a in a corporate office and I were going to be a receptionist or a salesperson, they would say, "Here's here's here's a list of skills you need to know." You know, but as an actor, it was just kind of like you know, be an actor. You're right. You feel a little bit at sea out there, and I think a lot of actors do. I know I did when I when I started in the business too, and and I thought, well, it's not really about the business. It's really about you know them wanting me for me because I'm so great. <laughs> they right. should want to hire me. Um, and it's it, uh, uh, actors. Oh gosh, how do I say this? You know, actors are dreamers. You know, it's it's, and, and along with that dream comes a certain sense sometimes of a displaced reality where where you're not focused on the business as much as you should be. And uh, how do you balance that? That creative artist that should be a bit of a dreamer. As well as that that businessman who knows how to uh, brand themselves, how to market themselves, how to surround themselves with <clears throat> good people, good agents, good managers, you know, good photography, and uh, and help casting and help producers uh, uh, help us help you uh, get the right role. And a lot of actors don't know how to brand themselves. They don't see themselves the way that we see them. They don't photograph themselves uh, in a way where they understand, you know what, I'm a blue-collar guy. I'm about 60 pounds overweight. I'm, you know, uh, I could play the cop. I could play the plumber. I could play, uh, you know, any of those sort of blue-collar guys in commercials. 
because they think of themselves as something else. They think of themselves as, you know, and I'm a, I'm, you know, I love computer graphics. I'm that guy, you know, uh, and, and I hate to say that we stereotype, but we do type in the room. We do type yeah. each other. I think every day when we meet each other on the streets, we, we, we make first impressions of people. Um, and it's based on, I think, attraction. And I'm not just talking sexual. I'm talking on right. about any number of reasons that that we are attracted to people based on their their look, their personality, a quality, an attitude. And um, I think casting directors hone that skill and use it, you know, in 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 casting. And I think actors need to really understand how to brand themselves, how to market themselves, what what types they play, and uh, and 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 craft their photographs. <clears throat> to reflect that so that so that we can um you know bring you in for the roles that we think you're right on based on the roles that you think you could play. Uh well that is uh, again excellent advice. I am loving this so much. You know what Paul, I got to take a short break here. Uh but I I want to follow up on, on that when when we come back, okay? Sure. All right, so uh, everybody listening, you're listening to Rex Sykes Movie Beat. The official website is rexsikes.com. That's my name. And, again, I appreciate all your comments and your support, your emails, your phone calls, and, and talking to you in person. Do feel free to email me through the, the, the website if uh, you hear about something that's coming up or you got questions or comments. Uh, I'm certainly always happy to receive those. And also, please remember that if you're listening live or even archived, you can make us a friend, you can make us a favorite, you can you can follow the show right where you're listening from. If you're listening to this as a podcast, please go ahead and rate and review the show because that is another way for us to reach out and to uh, appeal to other uh, talented people who, who may not be aware of, of this resource for Excites Movie Beat. Let me tell you about my next guest coming up. It's Mr. Brad Wyman. He's one of the most prolific and successful producers of independent film in Hollywood. With over 40 features to his credit, Wyman has worked with an impressive roster of A-list talent from Reese Witherspoon and Charlie Th- Charlie's Theron to Matthew McConaughey and Rob Schneider. Of course, uh, you probably know Brad from uh, the Academy Award-winning movie uh, Monster, which he produced, and he's done so many others. Uh, the Dark Backward, I mean, The Dark Backward, um, The Chase, starring Charlie Sheen, and and a friend of ours, uh, Christy Swanson, Freeway, starring Reese Witherspoon and Keith Sullivan, and Look, the series, which is currently on Showtime, but also Look, the movie, uh, directed by Adam Rifkin. <coughs> Excuse me, I apologize for coughing and. Um, and, uh, but enough for now. Uh, let's return to uh, this fascinating conversation with Mr. Paul Weber. Paul, um, could you could you kind of could you kind of tell us why do some people get the part, and not others? Um, you were talking about look and typing. Um, one thing I want, I, I guess, I'll say in in um, in reference to that. Um, and, and I'll name drop. But Brian Krause is a friend, and he's also been on the show. And on the show, he said. And Brian Cross, for those who may or may not know, was Leo in, in the TV series Charmed and, and in numerous movies. Um, he said, you know, it, it, when we were chatting, he just said, you know, I always knew, you know, who I was. I knew I wasn't going to be like the guy next door. I was going to be the rugged, you know, uh, backwoods guy or whatever. I was going to be the, you know, because Brian is a good-looking guy. And I said, you know, my problem when I was an actor was I always thought I was going to be James Bond when I was always the guy who was going to get to be the friend of the guy who got the girl. You know, I mean, you know, in other words, um, so it was a, it was the kind of thing that 
I had no sense of who, as an actor, I was supposed to be. And so I would try and take these, like, James Dean, James Dean Marlon Brando-esque pose shots, you know, and, and, and other people would pick out shots. I go, no, that's not, you know, how I think of my... I mean, you know what I mean? So, so what you were talking about, about actors understanding what type they are, because they are going to be type. What, what, when you see people, I mean, in other words... Is it is it true, really, that I mean, when when you work with the director or the producer, you're you're putting together a casting profile, you know, you've got the breakdown, or you're creating a breakdown for this, um, that that oftentimes it is really just a type that you're looking for, and then you're looking, at, you know, and or, or how how do you cast? What what is the role? How well, does it come we, about? we get a script. And yep. if we're lucky enough to get hired, you know, we have to audition too, by the way. That's a whole other conversation. You know, we have just oh, as many yes, insecurities. <laughs> yeah, right. But luckily, it, it's not so much about our, our, our looks. Um, uh, but, you know, we have to go out there and win casting jobs, just like actors do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I went in and met on a pilot a week ago and we had a, I had a great rapport with the producer. And I thought I left the room just like an actor. Wow, she really liked me. I, you know, I, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if I got the job. I better start lining up, uh, you know, some ideas for this project, and I, you know, extra help, and someone else got it. A bigger uh-huh. name, who knows? <laughs> but, uh-huh. but it happens to us too. So to, you shouldn't put no one should put casting directors on a pedestal. You know, we're uh-huh. out there like everyone else looking for our next gig as well, too. And if we're lucky enough to be tied to a studio, that's great. However, you know, we're always out looking for for new projects to work on, too. Um, but to your question, um, what we look what we look for, I know Brian too, and he's a he's a durable, good-looking sort of leading guy. Um, right. And when we break down a script, when we're given the script, we uh, we have types in mind. And Brian Krause could have been, you know, the producer might know Brian and say, you know, it's kind of like a Brian Krause role, or it's a Jeff Bridges role. It's it's I'm looking at that, or it's um, I don't know. I kind of see this sort of Oprah Winfrey like character, or. You know, uh, this young girl has got that pluckiness of a Dakota Fanning or whatever it is. And we jot those down because uh, many times the producer might be involved with the writing, if it's television especially. And they'll have these images in their heads and these prototypes. And then our job is to sort of gently – is to honor that and then gently push the envelope and maybe bring in – that's where the creativity in casting comes in – bring in – types of actors that might just bend their perceptions of what maybe that role might be. And it might be even changing the sex of the part, certainly the ethnicity. Um, and and then we bring in actors, if we can bring in actors to read, and it's just not an offer-only situation, which many projects are, where you need to actually attach a name actor to get the project mm-hmm. greenlit, or a series to get the, the, the pilot greenlit, you know, we'll bring in a variety of actors, and and we'll go right on the nose. We'll go right on point with the types of actors: the leading guy, the leading girl, the girl next door, you know, the nerd, the jock, uh, the blue collar, the white collar guy. Whatever it is, uh, we try to you know hit that nail on the head, and then we kind of go off to each side of it, and and hopefully bring in something just that might be a little different, a little more creative, that might even change their minds. Um, 
as far as you know what what they thought originally they would be looking for. That's why I think actors shouldn't be uh, so surprised when they're called in because the nature of the role might have changed and it might now be different or slightly different than what the breakdown described of the character. Well, you know, sometimes you hear, you know, I mean, when you hear the, the Dustin Hoffman story in The Graduate and that they were, what, I don't remember, it was Warren Beatty or they were going for some other, you know. Ryan O'Neill. Ryan O'Neill or somebody. Yep. Right, you know, and, huh? Is that yep. who it was? Mm-hmm. That's one of the actors. Yeah, that, oh, it's even for The Godfather because Ryan was so such a big star at that point. Oh, yeah. They were even thinking of him for The Godfather. I mean, it's remarkable. If you think about a lot of the movies that are on screen and have been over the decades, uh, a lot of the actors you see in the leads weren't the actors who were originally thought of or uh, considered or offered the role. I mean, you know, Ronald I, Reagan, I think, was offered the uh, Humphrey Bogart role in Casablanca. I love hearing that. It, it, <laughs> it, it, no, it does. I mean, it, it fries my brain whenever I hear, you know, oh, so-and-so is going to be such-and-such. You know, it, it's like... Wow, because the the people who, if you think of, you know, somebody like Ryan O'Neill as the Godfather, I remember John Travolta was up for the Godfather at some point in in Godfather yeah. Three or something, you know, and, and yes. at that time I'm just going, how could that be? Yeah, but yeah. you know, but uh, because like or Bogart, you know, I mean, you're creating such an indelible uh, brand, you know, in the in the mind of. Um, I want to switch real quickly here because you know, in about 15 minutes we're going to run out of time and. And I am enjoying this so much that, you know, I, I want you to come back. You will come back, right? Well, you, you told me this was an hour show, and I thought, I can't talk for an hour. You're going to get bored. You guys are going to hang up on me. You're going to play, a, you know, a video game or something. And it's this is fun. Did anyone good. ever I'm tell glad. you, Rex, that you sound a little like Dick Cavett? No, nobody's ever told me that. Yeah. Do I really? Do I really? You do a little no, bit. No. And he's well, one of my favorites, so... Um, uh, well, thank you. That's kind of you to say, then. I mean... Um, no, that that uh, no one has ever said that to me. I appreciate that. Um, what I wanted to ask you about, though, is because um, we're talking about success and and things that the actor can do and what the actor needs to learn. I've got a ton more questions for you, you know, uh, you know. Uh, but I, I wanted to ask you first. You know, you've taught seminars worldwide on the audition process and, and how to create the best experience in the room. Can, will you talk about that? About again, I mentioned it in your intro uh, about your workshops. Do you have a website or something that also that people can? Well, get, I do, get and, and I should probably be a little more diligent about all that. It, it's nice when you, I get phone calls and I say, "Well, sure, I'll go up. I'll teach you in Fargo or Sydney or sure. London or <laughs> you know, it, it's 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 flattering, and I, I appreciate that. I, I never want to take that for granted. I do. A friend of mine said you should get a website together, so I I, I have something. Uh, uh, simple and 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 sort of gets the message across. It's PaulWeberCasting. dot com. One B. There you go. PaulWeberCasting. Um, dot com. Right, Weber. That's right. And and you can go there and and uh, and it, if you want to email me, it, it directs to a different uh, email address. And you know, hopefully, I'll be able to answer some questions and and let you know if I'm teaching in a particular part of the country or the world and. And uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm one of those guys who's not the most tech-driven guy. So you know, Facebook and Twitter and all that is is something that I certainly should take more advantage of. But that's a good start. How's that? That's great. Now, but but also, can we can we kind of go over the kinds of uh, skills that 
you know, without giving the farmer away kind of thing, but with, what, what are the kind of skills that the people would learn or what they need to know? What you know, we, And we've talked about this, and, and you've mentioned so many, but, I mean, if we were to list, what kind of critical things do the actor need to kind of know that that you're going to address in your in your in your workshops or programs. Well, the further away you get from Los Angeles, the less informed um, actors tend to be. They just don't have the access to to the professionals that actors who live in Los Angeles do. So a lot of I think that's why a lot of people come to Los Angeles to get that kind of training right. and experience because the best teachers are here, the best on camera workshops are here, the best exposure is is here to photography, to film, television, and 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 everything to do with it. When when you get out to uh, other parts of the country, there there is a a naivety about the business. Uh, everyone uh, fancies themselves wanting to be in it. However, they don't have a sense of the the uh, like we talked about, what the business is about and what it expects from you uh, and what you need to be prepared for before you get here. So that's what I do with actors. I We spend uh, part of the time talking about uh, the business itself, uh, uh, branding, the marketing, uh, how to, how to uh, prepare, what kind of books to read, what kind of research to do. Um, if you've had the opportunity to do a bit of training wherever you are, that's great. But realize that if you move to Los Angeles, the first question out of your mouth shouldn't be, how do I get an agent? It's, where do I find a great coach? It, sure. It's almost like the school nurse walking into the ER room and and uh, expecting to do open-heart surgery. I mean, w- would you want her to do that on you if she's just put Band-Aids on five-year-olds for the past you know. Wow. Seven or ten years, and I, and I know they're wonderful and skilled, but they're not skilled to do open heart surgery. And I think a lot of actors come into Los Angeles thinking they're ready to go. They've been watching too much reality. They they watch too much TV, film. It looks easy, and it only looks easy because the really good actors make it look easy. And there's a technique and skill that that needs to be acquired. And we we go into uh, quite a bit of detail about what's necessary. And if I if I can you know. Sh- Shake that into somebody to the point where they they say, you know what, I, I get it, I get it. I know this isn't as easy as it looks. Um, I understand it's going to be a marathon, and I still want to do it. Then, you know, I, we welcome attitudes and actors like that to come to Los Angeles and, and really truly begin their training or continue it wherever they are. And then we we really delve into. Um, uh, the cold reading process, which which is 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 a really particular animal out here. It's something that actors have to learn how to cold read well, how to break down a scene in not a lot of time, how to make some interesting choices that um, that will create a lasting impression uh, in the in in the uh, audition room, and uh, how to do that in a professional way that 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 again creates this impression of an actor that we want to see again if not for this role for something else and you know i was influenced growing up by uh, my acting teacher who was a, a well-known author by the name of michael shirtliff who wrote the book audition oh yeah and i studied with him for a number of years and i use a lot of his guideposts in the work that i do uh with actors and i ask actors to look for opportunities in scenes where there may not obviously appear to be uh, so it's not only a cold reading exercise, it's also, you know, a character breakdown exercise. And that's why I think I have a lot of respect for a lot of soap actors, too. The good ones are able to take 
material in a very short period of time and 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 go through a process quickly that that helps them gain access into their character and be able to um uh translate that for us in, in a way that's really effective so uh, it's something that I could spend days and weeks working on but sometimes I just have a weekend and and um when I see that light go off in in an actor and actress's eyes I know that I've I've reached them and and hopefully have left them with with some of the tools they need to to uh, pursue the industry. Oh, that's cool. That is very cool. And for more information, they can go to paulwebbercasting.com, correct? There you go. That's that's the best place to start, yes. And, I, I and would give my cell number out, but I don't think I will today. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> you but, have it. Uh, I have it, but, uh, and I won't give it out either. But, the, uh, but uh, Paul Weber Casting is also on Facebook. Yes, Paul Weber Casting is. It's my group page. Uh, that's group part page. of my my my. Uh, yes, that's part of the Facebook page. Sure. Awesome. Now I want I want to say because we've got maybe uh, ten or fifteen minutes left at the at the outside here, but um, um, because we've been talking a lot about Los Angeles, and I heartily agree. You know, I, and I told you, you know, told you before that I miss LA every day. But but people do get cast from around the world. I mean, you're and you're traveling around the world. And I and I had asked you about this before, but could you tell us a little bit about you know you you did a worldwide search for Spartacus series on the Stars Network and um, yeah, I, I, and, and let's talk about some of that. How, bet, how people from around can reach you. Thanks. I, I think it's really important, Rex, to talk about so that that, that actors out there in, in different parts of the country, you know, whether they're working for the Milwaukee Rep or they're working at, in North Dakota or you know, Missoula little theaters or, you know, children's theaters around the country or just have a, a strong interest in or, or in school or at university that these days because of um, all the opportunities for us to receive uh, readings, uh, auditions uh, over the Internet, it's remarkable how accessible uh, you are to us if we put out the word, which we did um for a series that I worked on uh, for Stars Spartacus, which is on, uh, which is quite a remarkable show, we uh-huh. had to do a worldwide search for a number of the characters, and we had casting directors in Prague, in South Africa, London, Toronto, myself here in the States, in Vancouver, Sydney, and um, New Zealand, looking wow. worldwide for a couple of these roles, and they all funneled into a casting website that we all used. And we were able to sample auditions from uh, actors that approached us, that we approached, that found out about it. And I tell you, within 10 or 15 seconds, we can tell whether you're right or not for this part. But at least you have the opportunity to audition. Yes, it helps if you have an agent or a manager if you uh, are, are outside of Los Angeles. But sometimes we'll put out casting calls and we will um, ask you to self-submit. And it's it happens more and more every day. We don't always have our producers in the room with us. They've come to expect that we are going to look beyond the Los Angeles County borders or the New York, you know, city borders for talent. Talent is everywhere. Uh, you can tell that by you know watching the best of American Idol. <laughs> but you know there are great great um, singers, performers, actors in every you know, corner and nook of, of the country and the world. And we are expected now to seek those um, that talent out. So as long as you continue developing wherever you are, I know you 
everyone gets anxious to move to Los Angeles where where the opportunities are greater. But um, don't be discouraged that if you're in a smaller market that you can't be the very best actor you can be in that market. That's why I suggest you take whatever classes you can, improv, uh, scene study, on-camera workshops. Even if you're in smaller markets, there are going to be places, good coaches, good places to explore. Get yourself a local agent. Um, get some good local print work. Get uh, commercial work. And if you start landing jobs in your own market, that'll give you the confidence and also might tell you that maybe it's time to move and it's um, an opportunity to, to, to swim in a bigger pond. Can I ask you if we can go a few minutes longer? Sure. Or are you under the well? Because uh, we we can go a few minutes longer, and then I've, obviously I've got to have you back to uh, continue this discussion. But but since we're talking about this now, and, and you know, we the idea of tape submissions is probably not VHS tapes anymore. Is it DVD? Is it online? Is it you know? Are you supplying sides somewhere, and then they uh, you know they are. Uh, setting up a camera and 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 doing the addition to the camera as opposed to like sending in a monologue or a DVD. I mean, how how essentially does this? Uh, well, there are a work? number of services now out there. There's, like there's a service that that we use, Actors Access, uh, yeah. Breakdown Services. Uh, you can look at that up with BreakdownServices.com. They've got something called Eco Casting, which is a green version of of casting now where you don't send in DVDs, you don't send in tapes anymore. Those are obsolete. You're actually able to put yourself on tape uh, for projects and have casting directors access those directly. Um, uh, There are ways of going online, checking the film commissions of the states that you're in to to find out what's going on uh, in your film market uh, in in your particular state. you know there are sites which you need to be a little bit careful of, but but there are, there are like the Craigslist of the world where they do list auditions for projects or extras that they're seeking or independent films, student films. I I take advantage of your university film programs if you have one, uh, because you know this this year's uh, college senior who's a who's a um, film major may be you know producing a series in two or three years um right, and they right. remember you from that don't be afraid to be an extra uh i think that's a great education uh as an actor uh who's just starting out to to feel uh, to get the opportunity to to see what it's like on the set and be you know sure you're a piece of movable furniture but there's not that much expected from you there so just observe learn soak in as much as you can about that because that can be really useful for the next time you're hired on a movie you 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 understand what that culture's like um so there's a lot you can do if you're not in LA um and and also be aware that there are 150,000 union actors in Los Angeles and not a lot of them are working at any given time so you want to be as prepared as you can be a before you get here and b realizing when you do get here uh there's a lot of learning to do uh so that you can find yourself to be competitive with those other actors who are already uh, union and considered, for the most part, professional. That, that is great advice. And, and can I ask you about reels? Do people ever submit a reel? Do you ever put a call out and go send me your demo a reel? Or, oh, sure. Uh, sure. Oh, you know, actors so have how long and you know what's what's appropriate for a reel length and and what yeah. do you want to see? Yeah, if actors have websites. That that's great. Sometimes they put their work on there. We. Um, uh, I remember when I first started in the business, I was an assistant, and I went to. Uh, I told my boss I was going to go see a um, a production of King Lear downtown, 
And he looked at me like I was crazy. He said, you're going to go to King Lear? That's like three hours long. And I kind of shook my head and I said, wow, you have no attention span. Well, I've become my boss. Um, you know, now I'm I'm that guy who, after 10 or 15 seconds, uh, gets a sense of what an actor looks like, my instinct of what he might be capable of. Um, maybe a minute is enough. Uh, so actors, you know, please think about when you do put a demo reel together, um, make it no more than three or four minutes. And if you're attaching your demo to actors' access or a submission, then there was, there's a wonderful thing out there called a speed reel, which is just one minute. And usually that gives us a taste of what you can do, what you look like, what your potential might be. And it just may be enough to tip the scale so that we uh, bring you in and, and, and give you an opportunity to read for us. Um, so I think three to four minutes is plenty on a demo reel and, and as short as a minute on a speed reel, taking the best pieces of that demo reel and, and letting us take a look at it. I got to ask, and, and, I, and I guess I wouldn't have, but I, gotta, I do have to ask. It seems so, I think, difficult for most people to be able to wrap the, their brain around the idea that you could really kind of tell you know, someone's potential from so short a period of time. But, but I mean, that's what you're you're trained to do, you know. I mean, it, that is part of your business. That is, that is you know, um, and, and I know people will counter and say, yeah, well, you know, they told uh, Spencer Tracy to give it up or Clark Gable to give it up. You know, I mean, every, everybody has, you know, counterexamples for, uh, you know, success stories. But, but the idea of trying to, for an actor, I think, to say, well, you know, I, I did this play and I have 45 minutes of stage time and they filmed it or I've got 10 minutes of film time in a movie. For them to, to wrap their brain around and go, okay, what's my best 10 seconds? What's my best minute? Um, I'm not even sure how I'm asking this question. Yeah. I'm just saying that... No, that I, I did, hear you. You know, Rex, it's not an exact science we work sort of instinctually. We work subjectively. We we work. Uh, you know, we 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 have a an attraction to talent that is sometimes that others don't see. I mean, I've missed things in the room. I've had actors who are now name actors walk in, um, either didn't have a good day, or or didn't f- quite feel right for the role, and then a year later they're they're lead of their own television series. Um, and I've also seen amazingly talented people who come in, and I think they're going to be stars, and you never hear of them again. Um, so you know, we don't always get it right. What I'm just suggesting you do is, if, um, if 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 you do do a short film, or you do do an independent film, or you're lucky enough to have a couple of guest leads and and larger roles in in projects, lead with your strongest material. Um, that might that is appropriate for what we're looking for. If you have a comedy reel, if I'm doing a half hour, you want to lead with your strongest comedy uh, uh, scene. Um, and same with uh, something more dramatic. Uh, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a couple of different demo reels, then then you know, uh, uh, sort of fashion the the demo reel for for what you're submitting yourself for or being submitted for. Uh, frankly, I don't think. I'll, I think it's tough to get three, four minutes of really, really good material on, on, on most actors um, who don't have a huge career already. Uh-huh. Um, and I know, you know, we, you get actors are out there, twenty-five, thirty years old, and they've done two or three independent films, maybe, and 
they say, you know, my whole body of work is 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 going to be distilled by this guy in a minute or 30 seconds. You know, that's pretty rude. Um, and I get it, and I and I sympathize, and I, I I wish you know it were more fair. But we only have so much time, and when we're in the crunch of casting a pilot or a movie, and we have three four weeks to do it, and we're inundated by twenty or thirty roles, you know you got to realize that 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 we only have so much time to see so many people, plus deal with our bosses, the networks, the studios, the producers, you know, we have to handhold, we have to be politicians, you know, we also have to spend time in the room with the actors, and it's incredibly time-consuming, plus we need to develop our lists and, and spend endless hours on the phone with agents and managers and trying to negotiate deals, and I mean, it's a, it's pretty grueling, very rewarding, but grueling profession, and, and actors have to understand that they may only have just 20 seconds or 30 seconds to lead with their best material on a demo reel or lead with their, you know, with, with a, with a reading. And when they come into the room that, because they, they, they should put our, themselves in our shoes too and realize what well, we I, have to deal with. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm just going to say, I was so, I so appreciate that you said that. Because no, I just, I, 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 I just took a swig of whiskey because I, I just exhausted myself from that. <laughs> I didn't really; it was water. But I thought, oh my god, I think I need a drink after. If that's what I have to do every day, wow! I think I just wore myself out. Well, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, but but no, it, that is such a, that is such an important point, and 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 I will only try to reemphasize that by saying. That that's why you have to listen to people when they tell you here's what to do. You know, in other words, if you say send us a minute and you send 15 minutes, you're only going to see maybe a minute at best anyway. So if they pay attention and they follow, you know, uh, the advice that you give and they put it into practice, they're going to be further. They're probably going to get further faster than if if they keep bucking, you know, or trying to push the rope up the hill kind of thing. So uh, I'm really glad that you said that. Ted Hope, who's a guest on the show, said what we asked him a kind of a similar question about, you know, how people want to submit to him or they've heard that, you know, uh, one of the recent James Gunn's movie, uh, you know, he, he, he got involved with because of Twitter. Uh, I'm very happy to do. And he said, you know, I'm always up there looking, but he said, realize that, you know, there's 24 hours in a day. If it takes me an hour, an hour and a half to read a script, you know, how many people come up and give me scripts, how many friends I have, the things, other things I have to do. He said, I can't do it. You know, I mean, I just, even if I wanted to, I wouldn't be able to do it. And and, and what you articulated in the same way is, is how busy your day is and how much time you know, is spent and and the fact that you've honed your skills and your sensibilities to to be able to to uh, spot talent, recognize you know talent, and and bring people in. I also like the fact that you said you know it may not be right for this, but I'll mark down you know I want to bring him in on something else. And 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 you know you've talked so much about so many important things and and, and about you know from around the country and how people can can uh, pursue a career no matter where they are. I know that you 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 mentioned to me that the three their three actors cast in Spartacus were completely unknown. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you mentioned that in the mass conversation or that the yeah, but all you know, three the, actors are are you know the original Andy Whitfield who is a wonderful presence and and a magnificent guy and and uh, we because of an illness we had to replace him. Right, <clears throat> right, and sad, yes. Yes, and we've you know we decided to push on with the show and there's a. Wonderful actor who's in the prequel right now by the name of Dustin Clare, an Australian actor. And he was relatively unknown and certainly unknown to those of us here. And then uh, Liam McIntyre, who's, who's Spartacus in season two, is 
was also quite uh, uh, relatively unknown in 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 Australia, and and you know, it's it was a tough role to cast, but uh, the actor that I found for uh, Stargate Universe, um, Brian Smith, who had graduated from acting school and was kind of languishing in New York and put himself on tape for uh, Stargate and was thinking of joining the military. And um, he did, but he joined it on Stargate Atlantis, making a lot more money than he would in <laughs> Afghanistan. So, you know, again, he was he was trained and prepared, and he put himself on tape, and he lit it well. That's the thing I want to make sure you guys understand out there, too, is, you know, we see so many tapes. Make sure it's lit well. Make sure that we can hear you. Make sure that, you know, there's if you have a reader, that it's a really good reader reading the other lines next to the camera eye line so that it looks as professional as possible no matter where it's coming from. Awesome. Um, and and the gentleman you just mentioned, did he, have a, he didn't even have a SAG card when you got him. No, it. Brian didn't even have a SAG card. He was... Um, uh, he was working out in New York and I think working in a restaurant and living with a couple other guys in a walk up and, and, um, thought, wouldn't it be great to come to Los Angeles and do a series? So that was a dream for him <laughs> at that point. I think he was very satisfied doing theater for a couple of years, uh, after school, but, um, you know, he got hungry and, and the opportunity came up and that's what I mean. The timing was right. He was ready for it. Uh, he, uh, he auditioned really well, and he tested when he came to test for the network. He knocked it out of the park, and and we were willing to take a chance on a uh, on an unknown actor with very few credits. Wow, that's cool, Paul. Let me ask you this as a final question. We going back because uh, then we are at a time. We're going to have you back. You know, uh, we'll tell the. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll tell the listeners right now to stay tuned. We'll announce a date when we have uh, secured that for Paul. I hope it's sooner rather than later, obviously, because I'm having a great time with you, and I know that the, the listeners and the people in the chat room are too. By the way, thanks to everybody who is in the chat room. Um, but the uh, the question I had, because you were you were talking about the thing uh, about the, uh, the 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 demo tape or the reel or the the audition on on I guess light it, you know, make sure your sound eyeline. Um, what about they should be the sole person on the tape, right? On the, on the, in, the, in the camera. As an actor, I mean, it wouldn't benefit them to throw somebody else in there who might get the part. What if they should have the reader off camera? Absolutely, always have the reader off camera, right next to the camera, uh, and 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 someone who can actually give you something Great. back uh, when you read with them. Uh, but they should be off camera. You should be the only one on camera, and it should be ideally chest and above. You know, you start with a nice wide shot so we know what you look like from head to toe. Then you come in for a tight close-up so that we know what you look like close-up. And then just back out just a little bit so that we see a head and shoulder and um, and relate to the, to the reader. Uh, keep it simple. Okay, I lied. I'm going to ask one more question, <laughs> if that's okay. Yeah. Oh, what about slating it? I mean, how important yeah, is absolutely. slating Absolutely, yeah. Oh, of course, you know I, I sometimes take things for granted, and you bet. Thanks for bringing me back to that. Yeah, you would slate your name, um, and if you're under 18, you would slate your age. If you're over 18, you would not. And if you're represented, you mention who your local agent or manager is, and uh, better yet, have it sort of under like a Chiron, you know, a print, uh, a print uh, that you can insert with your name and your contact number, so that we know how to reach you. Or an email address. Um, yes, 
Is that right? Did we cover that? (laughs) We covered that. And we have a lot more to cover. And you have been a fabulous wealth of uh, information. You've been generous and you've stayed longer than than our our scheduled show, which is cool. Because uh, before I used to, I literally used to set the show at 30 minutes, 60 minutes, and then it would, you know, I'd have to be done. And I've, I've extended the show because there were some technical problems, and it allows me to go a little longer sometimes. And uh, and I really appreciate you hanging in there. And I hope you had fun, and that the time went by quickly. And uh, and uh, I'll talk to you in just a few moments. But I, I just want to say, uh, you know, for the listeners and, and for myself, it's been a real pleasure. We'll have Paul back, and uh, and thank you so much for being here, Paul. Thanks, Rex. Likewise, had a terrific time. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Thank you. And. Uh, For the rest of us here, I'm going to say, please do stay tuned to Rex Sykes Movie Beat, uh, rexsykes.com, the official uh, website uh, where uh, you can find out more about upcoming guests. You can go and listen to all the archived shows. Somebody, Stuart, asked me, he said, how soon is the show archived after you listen to it? Because maybe I missed the beginning. Well, usually within the hour, uh, it will be on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, within an hour or two, it should be as a podcast. And, and certainly if I'm available and around, then I will also attach it to the Rex Sykes uh, Movie Beat site. So you will have it um, just as quickly as we can get it. Uh, my next guest coming up, obviously, is Brad Wyman. He's the producer of uh, uh, the movie that won Sh- uh, Charlize Theron. She won an Oscar for her uh, portrayal in Monster. Uh, he's going to be my next guest. We've got lots of great guests coming up. We'll have Paul back, too, Mr. Paul Weber. It's paulwebercasting.com is his website. Be sure to go there and check that out. And uh, it's Paul Weber Casting is his uh, Facebook uh, friends page as well. Uh, you can follow I, I forgot to ask Paul if you could follow him on Twitter, but uh, we can find out more about that. You can follow me on Twitter, Rex Sykes Movie BT. It's R-E-X-S-I-K-E-S-M-O-V-I-E BT, that last word is abbreviated, and you also uh, visit the profiles uh, on Facebook. So uh, I'm glad that you were here. I've had a fabulous time. Thanks so much for everybody in the chat room and for all my listeners. Have a, a great day, and be sure, as I always say, everyone, make your movies, complete your projects, and until we meet the next time, that's a wrap. <laughs>